Hello, everyone. Welcome to Survive Her, a podcast dedicated to discussing the 40th season of CBS's hit show, Survivor Winners at War. I'm your host, Jay Ellis, and let me just grab some fire tokens and pay for my co-host, Evan, to join me. Evan, are you there? Oh, oh, oh hello. Hi. Oh, my, yay, that, I had that, enough. That, that, that was my boat just pulling up from the edge of extinction that, oh, I, wow. that I, I self-sent myself to. Uh, from from after buzz but here i mean after thought but here i am hi yeah you came in hot that was that was almost hit me <laughs> yeah sorry <laughs> <laughs> it was wild um hey I, okay yeah so how's it we it's been a very long time since i've talked to you and i just want to catch up with a little bit of what's been going on with you yeah it's a many seasons ago i feel like so today what is today march march 16 17 that's it's a monday uh-huh. we haven't talked in a while um you know things are things are good aside from we kind of chatted for a few minutes before recording but kind of just in the midst of the dc coronavirus crisis coronavirus crisis excuse me um and so yeah i've i've been trying to work i i work my job is kind of interesting that i i can do work remotely and i've been going into the office like an hour a day uh but it's getting more intense now so i'm kind of just looking for stuff to do i'm i'm home right now um and my boyfriend and i actually are moving in together at the end of uh, the month which is exciting that's so cool yeah i'm really excited i mean he like we found a place and ratified on it uh closing is at the end of the month so i kind of this little weird spot where i'm in the middle of trying to find uh, a person to take over my room and doing all the fun stuff of like moving um but obviously that's like a little difficult when people are socially distancing themselves so it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, an, it's an interesting dilemma to be in uh, oh. but i'm doing really well and aside from the obvious if you're listening i um i actually have taken a step back from the uh rumor mill and i'm, I'm actually just going to be doing this podcast um and i just want to clarify for anyone like concerned or wondering kind of what happened it's nothing to do um, with the show, with my co-host, with Joe, it just—it was a personal reason that I felt like it was best for me to take some time and enjoy the show again. I felt like Jay—I'm not Jay—I felt Joe and I work great together when we're not constantly um, creating a podcast. And we're, we're honestly just—he's one of those people that I adore so much. Uh, and I was starting to lose my my friendship with him over the show that was kind of turning into uh, more work than it usually felt. Uh, so I'm really happy to have had that uh, conversation with him. Joe and I are on great terms. I'm so happy to be here and talk to you about the show. Um, but there is no bad blood, and I'm very, very thankful to to still be able to do this podcast to talk about this wonderful show with you. Yeah, well so said. That's I'm how really, I've been. <laughs> I was going to say I'm really happy that you brought it up because it, I know what it feels like because I covered Drag Race for four seasons, and that show specifically, it is it's one of my favorite shows again, just because I stopped covering it constantly because. When you kind of take a knife to a show, it's really hard to put it back together and make it form into what you loved about it originally, which is just being an audience member. And I, and with Survivor, I think the reason why Survive Her is specifically so great for you and me is that we are taking chunks of the show and just kind of applying what we like about it. And really, I, I, normally our fingers on the pulse, we are releasing episodes as soon as possible. But you know, we wanted to wait five weeks for this specific episode to come out. Um, yeah, yeah. So that way, you know, we don't want to get burnt out. It's for our own mental health. We're social distancing. We're trying to keep content alive, you guys. Yeah, there's no, I mean, there's plenty of time to be at home listening to stuff. So we figure we'll, we'll do our part and put things out there. Exactly. Um, before we get that, I'd love to hear how you're doing. What's going on out in LA? And what's what's new with you? Well, you know, you called it coronavirus over here in LA. We're much more sophisticated. We're calling it COVID-19. She sounds fierce. <laughs> oh, excuse yeah. me. We're a little more lowbrow. <laughs> yeah. Every freeway I drive on, it says, wash your hands, stay away from COVID-19 as if it's a person that we can actively kind of stay away from. Um, oh, Lord. I, yeah. I don't know really what they're thinking with these, because usually it's like buckle up or get a ticket kind of thing. But, you know, COVID-19, it's coming for us, coronavirus. Um the city's kind of in meltdown mode right now. We were not prepared for this. Technically, our city should always be prepared for earthquakes. But this really just drilled it into our heads that we are not prepared. And we have a lovely administration that is not giving much information past, <laughs> like, uh, the, the basics. So, I don't know. It's, what's that? He's a bozo. It's, it's he's terrible. A, he's, he's beyond. So, I personally am very fortunate where I am able to take a step back in the industry that I work in. It's, it's very easy to control, like, kind of a situation like this where um, I'm removed far enough out of a workplace. I don't work in, like, a traditional office or anything. So, it's kind of – I'm very fortunate. But I have a lot of friends and family who are kind of uh, being taken out of work and we're, we're trying to figure out rent. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a wild – it's the Wild West right now. It's crazy. 
It really is. And I actually, I saw, I saw, um, first of all, I'm glad you're doing, I'm glad you're staying safe and able to at least kind of stay separated from the madness and not forced to go into work. I've seen a lot of memes about people being like, oh, can we like, you know, postpone rent and bills? But I thought it was a joke, but I guess people are very like, that's an active conversation that people are having because it does impact a lot of people that um, aren't as fortunate as myself or you in terms of being able to work remotely or still have, have a job that doesn't involve leaving your house and being in the service industry. So it's wild times. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, have you seen they, they postponed Survivor production? Did they? I knew that that happened to Amazing Race. And I'm thinking, of course, when they're globetrotting, like they can't just have people going in and out of countries, but Survivor too. Yeah. Amazing Race was allegedly underway. Like they were on like leg two or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Survivor, Survivor was cast. And then, um, and but then they have not, they've postponed everything for it. So I think everything's kind of on hold now, which is one of many things that's obviously on hold, but it's relevant to this podcast. Well, Miss Coronavirus is really messing it up for everybody. Yeah, she's putting us, we're all up for Extinction Island with this damn virus. <laughs> I was going to say, we're all on the edge of our wits with this bitch. Yeah, well, okay, speaking of, let's let's get into actual edge <laughs> ah, of extinction. Yes. I mean, Evan, we haven't talked since season 30. Well, I guess we did the meet the meet the contestants, but we haven't really had an episode under our belt to talk about. So I think what I want to do is let's get your overall thoughts. And then I'm going to do some house cleaning, housekeeping. And then house clean. I'm going to run and do my house cleaning real quick, and then I'll come back okay. and finish the episode. Um, and then I'm just going to go kind of down the list of who's been voted out, who's been given fire tokens, etc. And then we'll just have kind of a more generalized conversation about what's been going on. So, yeah, my big question: Has this season lived up to your expectations? Talented, show stopping, unbelievable, game changing. <laughs> um, she is the moment. Excellence. <laughs> club. Another club. Island. Another island. Oh my gosh! I I'm. I'm having a moment. I'm having experiences watching this season where it's, I feel like I am 12 years old again. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's, it's not just cause I haven't washed my own clothes in a week or two when I'm watching it, but it's literally just because like, I get so excited seeing these people on my TV and it has done everything I have was expecting, but maybe times two. Um, my general thoughts on this season are, I mean, this is the power of brilliant casting. Every episode has been so entertaining. I think the season so far as a whole has done a great job at balancing really really interesting character development and like the the general survival aspect of the game that was so prevalent early on mixed with really great gameplay um and actually like sophisticated strategy but it's also been the edge of extinction and then the introduction of, of fire tokens for me has made this because these are all good players and are all winners that know how to be intelligent they're able to make the twist work which is i think why casting is so essential this proves it like the Edge of Extinction stunk as a season to a couple seasons ago. Agreed. Because some of the players were kind of duds. But here you're seeing people that are that really are embracing this every aspect of, of this series. And they're the the series some of the bits from Edge of Extinction we'll talk about have been my favorite so far of the of the season. Um so I am just over the moon. I think this is such a great I mean, I realized that we're around the mark last time, last season, when we talked about how great Island of the Idols was, and then it all went to shit. Yeah. So I don't want to jinx it. But so far, things I've been so so impressed, so giddy, and anyone that's not watching this and that claimed to be a Survivor fan is truly missing out, in my opinion. So, what what were your thoughts? Yeah, I I echo everything you're saying. It just seems honestly, truly, casting is what made this is what's making this season work because I am so invested in these people and having an idea of their game style and their gameplay before. We're really seeing an old versus new style game players of like yes. of, of gameplay, and I I thought that that might be one aspect of it but it is such a huge part of what's going on and it is just it's so fun to just see these players that we haven't seen some of them on our tvs for years and it's just it's exciting it's so fun it's so fun it's exciting and they're 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 interesting and there's honestly there's no one i'm not rooting for like i mean i even i i I even like ripped in I, i don't love ben for example but i'm enjoying watching him i'm enjoying everyone everyone has so far has that there's not that one person where it's like remember wendy from that one season couple yeah ago, do like, i okay girl like girl like you're just you're so you're so obviously just on the show because you're crazy and you have this weird Tourette storyline like there's none of that here like everyone there is so interesting they have these cool relationships where there's personal backstories uh they all know how to work to the camera because they've obviously been on the show before and it just resulted it's resulted in just great great fucking tv right i do want to get into the the outside influences that uh relationships have played but let's save that for a second um so okay. i'm gonna run through so we and stop me if i get anything wrong because you i know you probably know this I, i'm you're gonna go through it with a fine tooth comb whereas i'm 
doing broad strokes with a paintbrush. So we had two tribes to start off with, um, Sele and Dakai. And I'm not going to go through who was on each tribe, um, but I will go through who was voted out. Or unless do you, do you want to go through who was on each tribe? Does it really matter? Uh, let's let's just go through as they're voted out. But I do want to offer a quick fun fact because I'm going to sprinkle these here and there. Yeah, please. Uh, do you know the names of the tribes are Sally and Decal, which are apparently Fijian for knife and gun. Oh, and Decal. You, that's Decal, a, that's or whatever, or whatever. I said it wrong. Whatever. Sorry. Oh, okay. No worries. I I I could have said it wrong. But it's a fun fact, a nerdy thing. If you look at the tribes' torches. One of them, the Sally ones are made of like are made of like machetes, knives, and mm-hmm. the Dakal ones are made of guns, which is very interesting. I love the little details. Right. Yeah. As a Fijian, I knew that, but I'm yeah. glad you told our audience. <laughs> yeah. Let, let me let me yeah, let me sip my Fiji water just to make sure everyone knows I'm from Fiji. <laughs> yeah. I've been there once. <laughs> okay. no, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> that's really good trivia. I didn't know that. So it was I'm sorry, it was knife and gun. I'm guessing like things you bring to war. Yes. So, How and then the new tribe, the new tribe Yar named after Yar Sophia drag race. Excellence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They couldn't, <laughs> yeah, they couldn't, she's an unspoken hero of season four and they're like, let's get her back in. So yeah. <laughs> truly from edge of extinction. Okay. So um, this is just going to be the order of the contestants as they were voted out for. And I will say what tribe they went from. So, okay. Oh man. The first one was heartbreaking. Natalie oh, Anderson from Sele. She was the first out. And in the same episode, episode we lost amber um she was from decal because we had both of them going to tribal um which in a super long premiere episode so that was episode one episode two we lost danny and she was from Soleil. Soleil. Sealy. <laughs> Sealy. <laughs> <Sealy-ax. laughs> um and then uh episode three we lost ethan which is funny because he's from season three so fun um Ooh. he's from Soleil. Tyson was voted out next, and he is from DeCall. And then in the most recent episode, we lost Rob Mariano, the the Rob father, and he was from Sele and then Yara. Um, yes. And then as we know, and I'm sure people who are watching this know, as a person is voted out, they are able to bequeath, which that word is such a such a weird word that they put it on a parchment they're able to bequeath their fire token to someone and so i've never, have, I've never heard that word in my life before this by the way i'm, I'm gonna be really honest. i've never i've never heard someone use that word before maybe it's, i'm just pre- that's what i'm saying well they couldn't just say give your fire token no, yeah, <laughs> you gotta bequeath yeah. it pass um, it on bequeath yeah. All right, someone went to college. We get it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So we had Natalie give hers to Jeremy. That was obvious. Amber giving hers to Rob. Obvious. Danny giving it to Denise, which I didn't really see coming. Ethan gave it to Parvati, which, yay. Any advantage she gets in the game, I'm happy. Mm -hmm. Tyson gave his to Nick. And Rob gave his to Parvati, leaving her with uh, two people voted out to giving her the fire tokens. So that's really just kind of the... That is the overall... um, where we at are in the game right now. So now I'd like to open it up a little bit more of a broad uh, topics and just kind of say from episode one, losing Natalie to the fire tokens aspect, you kind of touched a little bit on it, but is there anything you'd like to expand on about kind of how the premiere episode went of losing Natalie and Amber? Yeah. So I think the Natalie vote was interesting to me because it seemed like I'm trying to remember exactly like what, what was the trigger for her, but it, it seemed like the, the Natalie was unfortunately the victim of just being in a really, really strong power duo with her and Jeremy. I think that putting her and Jeremy on the same tribe was honestly kind of fucked up with the producers, in my opinion, because her and Jeremy have that great relationship where they were the, both um, on the same side and they were, they were close allies in their first season with Jeremy going out before her and then she won, Jeremy coming back and won again. So it just it, seemed, it was very obvious that they were a duo. And it to me, I think some behind the scenes or things I heard was that Natalie was in the way of Jeremy being an ally for who is current ally, Michelle, uh, or not Michelle, but some of these other players that there's, we didn't really get a full reason why, but I was unfortunately very upset because she was one of my favorites going in. And from what I remember about Amber, I really just remember Amber kind of being dead on arrival. And that like, we kind of talked about how we thought that she'd be one of the first ones to go. Yeah. I do think that, you know, some people say, Oh, she was only voted out to, to get to Rob. But I honestly think like it, it may have been less of that because it just seemed like she was very aloof. It was very much like, I'm here to play this, you know, old school game and no one else was having it. And we'll see that later on with her husband who kind of did the same thing and screwed himself. And um, some general thoughts though, like on these first two episodes, the first two boots, at least uh, one was very surprising. And one, like I said, I, I think there was no chance she got out of that first tribal Amber. 
I agree. And we we did call that in our Meet the Campers kind of special episode that Rob and Amber, either way, did not stand a chance within the first vote. Just uh, like we were saying, it's it takes out a strong player and it sweeps the leg of another. And I think that that was actually the instance of Natalie's vote, too, because I know that people were kind of it was kind of a last minute decision. It looked like on TV that Natalie was going to be the choice. But it's strictly what you were saying. It's because she had already aligned or had been aligned with Jeremy that I think it just yes. put a huge target on her back. Yeah, completely. And I, 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 I think it was, I think it was too, it was anything to find a reason to get rid of anybody. Everyone's a threat, but in that case, they, they were the most starting. So you hate right. to see it, but they are the mayoresses of Extinction Island. Right. And then, so that was two women we lost. And then that came up to Danny, who was our third woman voted out. And oh. her, her big mistake was, and I remember you saying that she, she's like a, like a real underdog, the way she played in her first season in Guatemala was exciting to watch. And I unfortunately didn't get that from this season from her, just because she seemed very stuck in a new versus old way of playing. And she seemed like she was kind of lost or not really aware or unaware of how to adapt to how the game has changed so much. And I think that's kind of what hindered her gameplay this time around. Yeah, what a letdown. I, I said, I joked about it because I, I talked about this in our, in our Meet the Campers bit, uh, where it was like, and Danny's big thing her season was she did not tell the producers anything. She ne- she never shared any information with with the producers or a lot of her other castaways, and it allowed her to stay in her head and not get because she was always afraid of share- oversharing and then having things put be put in her mind and filled with self doubt. We now see why she did that and why she won because in this she did the opposite and she was just a complete train wreck. Um, and it was really disappointing to see because I again I was very excited um to to kind of watch her and see her back and I'm, I'm thankful that she's obviously on the edge of extinction i'm seeing a little bit more of her but she yeah she really just kind of seemed like she was stuck in the past uh some of the another some things i read are behind the scenes Steve. if you read on her social media she's very very bitter to parvati there's a lot of a lot of smack talk towards her so it seems to me the impression was that parvati was gunning for danny from the beginning and kind of played her into thinking that they were cool and then mm-hmm. it just totally didn't work out so yeah, it was disappointing. Uh, her bequeathing her fire token to Denise, I thought was interesting. And the only reason why it didn't surprise me was because in in her meet in her preseason stuff, she said the one person she wanted to work with the most was Denise. Oh, so it's like okay. girl, it's like girl, it's like girl. Why didn't you try when you're on the same tribe with her? Yeah, um, no just yeah. So I agree that Danny was kind of a dud, but not a dud. But so far, it was definitely not the greatest start. Tough start for women. It, it, very tough. And then finally, we got. I mean, I'm, I was really bummed when it happened, but Ethan was the next to join them. Um, and he was voted out again because it was kind of an old versus new school, which was at that point very obvious in the Sully tribe. And it came down to kind of wild card Ben and Adam really turning the tables and trying to work against uh, Rob Parvati and Ethan just happened to be the casualty who uh, fell victim to the plan. Yeah, I got the impression to me, it seemed like Rob and Parvati were were being held not being held up but their threesome with ethan was holding michelle and jeremy i got the impression that michelle and jeremy wanted to work with robin parvati because their big things so are they want meat shields and so who better to have meat shields as than robin parvati and right. so they took out they took out ethan to kind of get closer to them it's the impression i got but it was so sad because he was such a wonderful person to watch and i'm i felt for you when he went Right. And we haven't seen any of Tyson or Rob at this point on Exile. So let's talk about the four that we have seen and their performance on Exile. Is, in, in my opinion, Natalie is a beast. She is bringing it in every aspect of the game and really taking the clues and basically making Edge of Extinction her bitch. Like, she's impressive. Oh, completely. I mean, it's almost not better for her, but as a like a contestant on with for airtime, I would argue that, like, this is the best thing for her to go first, because she is just the fucking queen of, of Edge of Extinction. Yeah. She's on everything. What were and your it, thoughts? I'd love, to, I'd love to pick your brain on the um, that log marathon challenge. Yeah. How simple does that seem as a viewer? And then when you see their bodies breaking down, I, I felt exhausted just watching. Yeah, I I thought it was actually one of the most compelling moments of Survivor and and like in history. I think that was one of the most the simplicity of it was so bare bones essential Survivor, but like the way that they presented it, it was nine minutes of screen time, and I I felt so so. I mean, I've never run a marathon clearly, but like I can only imagine that the the agony that those people went through, and I I almost like was like, damn, like it's kind of like awful to put these people through this. Mm-hmm. I know it's it's. 
because you see that your body your body is not at peak and even in peak when you look at that hill it is aggressive so it was no joke yeah yeah and like you said it was nine minutes and i think i really do i just because tyson was voted out that episode i believe and i do kind of miss that we were it's almost that issue that i had with island of the idols where it took a chunk out of my campers that are still in the game uh, so I feel like I didn't have as good of a grasp on what was going on at camp life around there, but it was, it, it still held my interest the entire time it was happening. Completely. I would agree. And my underrated favorite moment of that episode when the when Tyson arrived to edge, he's like, where'd you guys get all this firewood from? And they're <laughs> like, was, oh, don't you they're like, you don't even add, don't even start. Like, subject. Very yeah. funny. Well, and also, I mean, they really focused on Ethan and his exhaustion, and they they would show Natalie and Amber sporadically throughout that segment. But Danny, they never really focused on. So, did she? Com- I'm, I'm trying to remember. Did she complete the task? I did. They, I think all of them did. They all completed it, but Danny, which is I think the least interesting of all of them, I don't. I think she was like, I'm gonna take it slow. I've seen people run marathons before. I know what you got to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't. She maybe she didn't cry. Maybe that was the other thing because we saw everyone break down except right. her. So maybe that was part of it. Amber's breakdown was so real. She just sits and crumbles and it's like, man, like you just put your body through this tenuous situation. And then I think it just catches up with you. Completely. And I, Natalie's to me actually was what kind of choked me up a bit because her big thing is like, she always joked on her season that she's like, I don't cry. I'm not emotional. And she's like, I've cried once and on in public before. And it was when my sister was voted off survivor. Yeah. And like, she just like couldn't, she just sat in the water and, and lost it. That's, it's no joke. No joke at all. It really was riveting. It was amazing to see just the extremes that they're pushing their bodies to, to just gain a, a simple advantage in the game. Yeah. One fire token. I'd be like, um, let's, uh, let's think about the inflation here. The little, <laughs> little inflation of my feet from this. Like I'm going to need you to give me at least two or three. Well, let's talk about the fire token gimmick because it's, we kind of saw a menu of the power that the fire tokens can have. It could be anything from an advantage in the game to an immunity to even winning yourself back into the game. So you talked a little bit about it. Do you think that this is a good direction for the show to take to earn? Them? I think, I think it's a good direction for the show to take in a season of players that have, that are good. Because I think these are all smart people that know how to use them, that know how to, the bartering system makes sense in a, in a season where there's a lot of personal relationships that, that can kind of be used. Um, and the fact that they're all taking place on extinction and they're projecting, which I think, which so fascinating, that clip of them showing how close the edge of extinction is to their actual, like they can see them. Mm-hmm. This is so interesting. This, the idea, the idea of there being an economy system of things having no value on extinction and then sending them back to the game to, for the ripple effects, I think is very interesting. I want to reserve my judgment for it until I see how it impacts the first person that comes back to the game. Cause in my opinion, I think it's going to result. I mean, I, at this point, I, 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 and this is, I have no spoilers here, but I, the odds of Natalie being the one to return to the game are almost like the highest that I think they could ever be, just in terms of she has so many fire tokens. And I would imagine that she's going to have an opportunity to win X number of advantages, or you, you can proceed to this round of a challenge. Like it almost seems like she's, it would be unfair for her not to get back in at this point. Right. So we, also- haven't really, we haven't really seen the, the gimmicks uh, be played yet. We know we've seen like Jeremy has a leave tribal before the vote like we haven't seen them play out but we've seen a lot of gifting and a lot of um exchanging but we're still kind of in this calm before the storm before things start exploding i agree we haven't really seen the full aspect i think what is gonna come into play and i this is just a wild guess is i'm wondering if people will be able to throw their fire tokens when the time comes for somebody to come back from extinction if they're able to spend their fire tokens to help other people get advantages in the the comeback challenge yes if Parvati knows that she was given uh, tokens from, was it Ethan and Rob? Yes, Ethan and Rob gave them. Will she be like, yeah, I'm willing to spend a token on each of them so that way they can take, they don't have to take the step closest on the, the narrow beam or just so, so that way she can get her alliance back. I mean, or, right. that's just an example, but I'm wondering if there's a way for players who are still in the game to help out those not in the game. Yeah, I think it'll, it'll be very curious to see how this plays out. And I think by the time we hit the merge, like it's going to hit the fan in terms of there's going to be things galore. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm not, but I'm not mad at it because I think everything so far has seems been played intelligently. You know, and the way that they're covering it, it seems intelligent because I, I've voiced this so many times that people are probably bored, but I really want the show to strip down all of the immunities, advantages, and 
just everything that can help a player in the game and really strip it down to the basics so that it becomes a social game again. Yes. And if we're not going to get that, I think I'm happier with them earning currency or the half of uh, immunity idol, which we can talk a little bit about in a minute. Um, that way you can just, it, it's, it seems like it takes away some of the power from players who were using these idols to get through the game the entire time. It kind of forces you to expose your gameplay a little bit more and make it a little bit that harder to make big moves. Right, and it forces your social gameplay, which is what the the show is inherently without the advantages. It forces a social gameplay because you have to. You, there's a, a bartering system that invo- is involved with it, and you have to be liked. You have to have connections. You can't just climb a tree and find an idol all the time, like mm-hmm. Ben. Did. Exactly. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, Ben. Ben's an example. So, okay. So even though there's like a ton of directions that we could go, I think I want to tr- just talk about maybe some standout players that you're you're you really got an eye on right now. I know you said your eyes kind of bouncing around the screen, but is there anybody since our initial conversation that you've taken notice of? The two people that I've taken the most notice of this season are Michelle and Sophie. I think Michelle, I'll be I'll be curious to hear your thoughts because she was kind of invisible to you for the first time she played. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Michelle is proving herself to be interesting in the sense that she's really come out here with the storyline to prove that she deserved to win her season that she is a strong player uh she's been the focal point of several votes and even when things didn't go her way it was we're kind of watching how it affects her whether when she was left on the outside of the natalie vote uh the storyline of her being on an island right now with her ex-boyfriend is very funny to me <laughs> very, um, i love that she's buddied up with with um parvati which is great she's got these uh, she just has been really impressive to me and Sophie is just kind of coming out of the woodworks as this very under under the un, under the radar, but maybe under the radar actually is a better way of describing it. But she has been calling the shots. This Rob vote was absolutely fascinating to me. Um, and Sophie just is, is a really intelligent, intelligent player, uh, intelligent person that's that's navigating very quickly um, into through these like these legends. Like if you look at the people who have been kicked out so far, we've got Rob Amber. No, like the people, I always think about okay, who out who's outlasted who so far? And Sophie, someone would probably argue the casual Survivor fan would be like, oh, she doesn't, she isn't, she's not very memorable, or she, you know, what is she doing out here? These are legends. She's kind of schooling all of them. And she also called Rob Rob an asshole, which I appreciated. Um <laughs> Yeah. So those are my two for the boys, I'm really loving Yule, but I'm I'm gonna for simplicity's sake, I'm gonna keep it to those two, uh, Sophie and Miss Michelle. What about you? Who, who you okay. got your eyes on? Let me talk about your choices. So Michelle, like you said, she was a ghost. She was cast with a friendly ghost on my season yeah. that I watched her. I couldn't tell you one thing that she played, and she is a presence on this show. I'll give her that, but she's still not. A, oh, she's not impressed, is she? Uh, I mean. <laughs> you know, she's she's there. I, I'm just not seeing the... I know that she's, she's here for Redemption Island rather than Exile, Edge, Edge of Extinction. She wants okay. to come back and prove why she is, why she won her season. And I want her to prove that to me still. I'm not... I haven't seen anything... It, anything yet that I've been like, oh, that was her call and that was her making a big shift in the game. Okay. So, Valid. but I, I, I'm, I'm thinking that it's going to come and especially a friend of any friend of Parvati is a friend of mine. So I'm giving her True. this leeway where I'm thinking there is going to be something I, I'm keeping an eye on Michelle because I think that there is something there. I think that's a good call. Um, I'm just wait. I, I wish I had more of a, an example to pull immediately. Like for me, Sophie calling Sophie is a great choice. She's actually one of my ones that is a standout because the the whole conversation around that fire, or I guess lack of conversation around that fire was so telling. And I think Sophie is really the one who said, I'm not going to go down without a fight. And even though they were playing by Rob's rules, I think that she was aware that that was a rule of Rob. And she just is able to recall these moments of other seasons and just be like, that's not going to work on me. Yeah. So I don't know. She she's fantastic. Sophie is and great at puzzles. Like I, I mean, just a smart. She's great. Yeah, she gives good stories. Like her her talk, her little like it, Aubrey, for example, from previous seasons, like mm-hmm. was great in the beginning because she was she was good at speaking in metaphors and she was really great a great talking head. But she kind of got very overly aware of it and it became kind of obnoxious. Yeah. Whereas like Sophie is really great at, at drawing in personal stories, connections, like her describing extinction Island as, as the prison trip when she was in high school and like <laughs> things like, like she's, she's very good for, for the audience. I think as like, as a, how relatable to relate these very not relatable experiences. 
and I think that she's she's not obnoxious with it. I think she's great. But right. Anyway. So so Sophie. So, yeah. so you had Michelle and Sophie. Sophie was one of mine, and Yule. Actually, I know that he uh, was the one for me to watch. He is giving me everything. I think he is he is this game. He is so smart, and I just I I'm predicting him as the winner now. Like he is the one for me to beat. He's so good. He's so nice and likable. Oh, so glad to have him back. And smart and physical and social. And I mean, he's just, he's, he, he knows this game. And I think he's not threatening yet, which is fantastic because I, I, I don't know. And honestly, for Yara, it had my top three in there. Did you, I don't know if you remember, but Parvati, Nick, and Yule were my top oh, three. Yeah. And I'm like, if Yara never goes to, or if Yara doesn't go to um, Tribal, no, no, they weren't on Yara. I'm sorry. They were on. Did Sully, they keep, I, think? I think they kept Sully. If they never go to tribal, I have such a good shot at one of my three getting the the title of survivor. I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, you'll, you'll, I'm giddy watching him. It's been so long since I've had him in my life. And I think he just knows this game and he's, he's excelling. You. <laughs> my Yule log. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then yep. uh, my other question I had was, was there any uh, surprise votes that you've had, that you've seen that you're like, wow, why did they get rid of them then? Um, honestly, no. The only, the only things that I've been more surprised are that they haven't taken a swing at Sandra yet, that they haven't taken a swing. Like that, that it took Rob to be the sixth person out. It took the fact that Parvati is in the game. I know we love her, but like, I'm more surprised at, who is like the fact that Danny was a big, all Danny had to do was shut up and eat her food and she would yep. have stayed yep. and instead. And then we could have lost players like Ben that I thought were going to be so easily targeted in the beginning. So I'm not, I'm not like super surprised by eliminations, but it's more so like who else was possibly going, could have gone home and didn't even get a vote. I am. What about you? Yeah. You said it. I'm surprised that Sandra is still here, especially she still has her gameplay and her same tricks. She's, she's still running the, if it's not me, I'm okay. Game. And, and it's working. Sit, and to sit out every challenge. I mean, everybody knows what she's doing. It's just, it's crazy that she's, I, I'm happy, but she is getting away with murder on this island. We got to talk about her little thing with Parvati too. It, it's, are you loving like how, not catty it is, but Parvati's always like, oh, she'd know all about that. You're going to call her bench, Jeff? <laughs> yeah. She's I like, what? Like, I love it. I, yeah, my bench is $2 million, bitch. Like, it's just, they're so funny. Yeah, because she knows that she's saving, she's conserving energy. She's really not going to contribute to a a challenge unless it's a puzzle. But she knows that she, I mean, she's smart enough to not be expending energy when their limited food source isn't there. So, yeah. I mean, I guess insult me as much as you want, but I'll be laughing at you when I'm writing my or cashing my two million dollar check. Exactly. It's interesting too because they, in historically in Survivor, the the rule is you can't sit out the same person in back to back challenges, and it would often be. You know, if if a girl was voted out first, then a girl would have to sit out from the other challenge of the team. Right. So I'm wondering how they navigated that, but it clearly, I mean, she's set up in several in a row. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm loving it. I'm here for that little rivalry, and like I think I think it's gonna be very it's gonna be scary to see what happens when they're both kind of put in the same the same group. I am nervous because if you notice, we joke about how good season twenty was. Mm-hmm. Uh, season twenty saw a trend of um tyson and then rob being voted out pre-merge back to back which was then followed by um sandra almost going home and so i'm, right. I'm worried that like we're gonna see a repeat itself here okay um something to keep an eye on yeah but anyway back back to your point so you're loving yule we're loving sandra being and sophie being being yeah. sophie yep these are the ones that i i initially were like yule i i liked and i remember calling him but the sophie was just one where i was like okay like she might she might make it to the merge. She's going to be middle of the pack the whole time and never really make an impact. But she's really playing a silent game and doing doing great. Yeah, and dare I say, like I'm fully gay, but like I kind of have like, I have a really like weird crush on her. Like I think she's so oh, like, she's I'm stunning. More, she's gorgeous. I'm, I'm like way more attracted to her than anyone else out there right now. I think she is so gorgeous. Oh, I don't I mean, know that very very, very <laughs> odd. I mean, you put Yule or her in front of me, and I think I'm going to go to Yule. But I, I mean, she, I, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm going to be all right, ma'am. Can you, can you? Here's my here's my coat, Mary. Thank you. But like, <laughs> thanks for holding it. <laughs> yeah, thanks for being here. Uh, congrats on the two million. But we're we're going to be busy here. But that's not saying much for me because I'm like you could line up Ben, Adam, Rob, any of them, and I'd be like, nah, all right. 
you know, <laughs> when in quarantine, well, that's a big deal. <laughs> yeah, I'm cool. not going to socially isolate myself from them. So, no, socially, um, is- I'm trying to think of an isolation isolation island. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll be the next gimmick that we I- have going. Island on. of isolation, <laughs> season forty one, <laughs> island of isolation. <laughs> <laughs> We've released COVID on the island. You have to stay away from yeah. it. Oh, I shouldn't be joking. First time in Survivor Survivor history. We're going. <laughs> whatever god i can't yeah. do it <laughs> um i do want to point out something interesting that is um the winners of the reward challenge this season have been the winners of immunity challenge as well so mm-hmm. uh, for episode one we had we've only had four reward challenges but each time that is the tribal that's won the immunity as well so just something to keep in mind where maybe their the rewards are actually boosting esteem or their energy and it's making them pull out the immunity win as well Agreed. Also, what were your thoughts on the fact, I mean, not the thoughts, but quick interesting notice that the first immunity challenge took place within like 20 minutes of the first day. Yeah. That was shock. That was, that was like, that's a really tough note to start. And you like, you literally hit the beach on day one and you already know that someone's going home from your team first. That's, and that's you very know, stressful. And they've done this a few times where they hit the beach and they just run right into it because they really want, like this reminds me of heroes versus villains where we hit the ground and we are immediately in a physical challenge where they're trying to drown each other while shooting a ball or like mm-hmm. wrestling each other in the sand for a ball. I mean, it's always, they, they really try to pit and hurt people <laughs> right out of the gate and really yeah. kind of build up that bad blood between people. So to have it in the episode, it wasn't surprising. I knew that we were going to have like a big premiere coming out where it's just going to show these players doing what we love to see them do. Yeah. Fun fact about that sex, that setup actually they, they, I was reading something. They, they actually wanted to do that. The heroes villains challenge in the beginning where they had to dig up the sand pit and, you know, essentially tackle each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they compromised because there were so many injuries in that challenge. They compromised with the water because they felt like it was safer. Like you're less likely to like break someone's shoulder in the water than you are in a pit of sand. So oh, that's they generous of producer. Yeah, it's so sweet of you to try to drown me instead, but go ahead. Yeah. I have a dis- side note, I, just a little, you know, salt for this story. I have a dislocated shoulder. So every time I watch those challenges, my shoulder can slide in and out from like a surfing accident. I get oh. so nervous at people because uh, somebody got their, sh- oh, Stephanie, she dislocated her shoulder. I'm like, that is just a pain that you can't imagine. Oh, and God, to, yeah. and she's, run- she's still competing in the challenge. And I'm thinking, man, good for her. That made me earn so much respect just because I've been there. And oof, yeah. it is a it's a rough one. So when I see them bashing into each other and pulling on arms and legs, I'm like, don't dislocate, don't dislocate. That's <laughs> like my ponytails. You're like, please. Yeah, I thought <laughs> like a sugar moment where their tops are being pulled off. Like that's a fun little, you know, <laughs> we get yeah. little juicy, juicy tits bouncing around. <laughs> my favorite Michaela quote, y'all about to see some tatas today, because I ain't losing the challenge. <laughs> like, yeah, I I'm cool with that. But when we start messing up broken toes and and when yeah. joints get dislocated, that's that's where I, I start to tap out. Yeah, it kind of gets it gets rough for me to watch. Um, okay, let's see. The next thing I want to go into is there's a few moments that have kind of stood out for me throughout the episodes and just like discussion points. So Adam and Denise in the premiere walking off and being assumed that they are plotting and conniving against the entire tribe. What did you think of that move and how it was handled? I think it's. I think that was one of those things where it, that's such an and such an early few moments of the game. Like no matter how sincere your thoughts were, that this is the the quote where perception is reality. Like they may have been gone for a grand total of five minutes, but those five minutes could be a lifetime in Survivor. And I I think that they were dumb. They were really dumb to do that. And I thought it was a very rookie mistake of Denise. So I think it's much smarter than that. Um, and it, the fact that it was Adam who was kind of seen as this like smarmy game nerd who's getting a really funny edit by the way. They're giving him a lot of like like. He can't put the tr- the torch in the hole. He can't close the voting box. Like he's getting he's a, a good, weird. He's, he's kind a of doof. A, yeah. He's yeah. very. He's getting the doof like tuba edit. Like the but like, <laughs> yeah. But but the, the reality is that he's brilliant and really knows the game. And so and I think anyone would know that like him being, they would assume him him to be the one off conniving and scheming. So then being targeted early was uh, not surprising. But I thought it was kind of a rookie mistake for a season of not rookies. I agree. It seemed like a move that you don't do unless you're looking for a big target on your back. And I think that they were somehow they were able to escape that first vote. And it was Natalie. I mean, they, they yeah. got so lucky. Well, you know what I love, too? Who was the first one they should that seemed to the whole tribe together? And it was, of course, Queen Parvy that was like, hmm, where Adam and Denise? <laughs> like, no. <laughs> new, it, it, she's all, is there a pot for me to share this didn't shit in? Because I... <laughs> 
Yeah, I, can you pass me that big ladle, please? Or that? <laughs> let's use the oar from the canoe because I'm going to stir that shit out of this, this ocean. Is, this is a large pot that I need to make sure everybody gets a big helping of. <laughs> but like yeah. she, but she had to like that's but that's smart. That's that's what a smart player does. And like because any any possible initial target that she had on her back was at least leveled by pointing that out for them. So, I mean, props to her. If their eyes on somebody else, on somebody else, they're not on you, which I think exactly. Parvati knows. Um, exactly. Another moment, what do you think of Danny spilling the beans with Ethan right there about uh, new players versus old players while Ben is also, it was Ben, I believe, who was standing right there. And I, Ethan goes, you know, he's not an old player, right? <laughs> I think the only reason why we didn't see her mouth drop is because she's had so much Botox that her face hasn't moved in years. But like, <laughs> yeah. When the second that happened, I was like, oh, girl, you done. You done fucked up. <laughs> you in like, danger, girl, as Whoopi Goldberg says. <laughs> Molly, you in danger, girl. Uh, yeah, that was a very... And the way Ethan reacted to it, I was like, oh, my God. Like, this is just making it worse. Mm-hmm. Um, disappointing. But again, classic. Now I know why she didn't say anything and why no one from Guatemala has been brought back. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just it was a it's a bad move. You, you got to know who you're talking to and just be so aware the entire time. Yeah. Um, t- another moment, Tony, what do you just Tony overall thoughts? I kind of want to know where you're at with Tony. I'm, I'm, I'm using Italian hands right now, but like, I kind of love the Tony. Like I'm kind of into Tony, this whole yeah. Tony. Oh, we got to talk about Tony and Sarah too. Like I, mm-hmm. I honestly, there's, I'm, I'm enjoying everyone, but they're Tony to me. I get the impression, maybe it's the edit he's getting, but he really learned from his mistakes on game changers where he was, he came out like a bat out of hell and was the second one out and Sander knocked him out immediately. Um, I've been really impressed with him so far. I'm enjoying watching him. I think he seems very level-headed. And it sounds like he's having fun, too. <laughs> that ladder is ridiculous. Um, oh, but he's yeah. laughing in the face of danger, really. Like, he's about to fall to his death. And he's like, oh, did, you know, it, it was supposed to do that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's totally not safe. And you're like, oh, my God. What's, who are you? Yeah, what, 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 how are you? What are you thinking about Tony? What, what's your... He, the reason I bring him up is because I'm enjoying him so much more than I ever have before. Yeah. It's, he's he's What a breath of fresh. <laughs> He's but, just, he, he's living his life on this island and just like making it, it's a fun venture for him. And maybe because we haven't seen him in any real danger yet. Yeah. So he's not pulling his normal tricks, but man, he's just living. He's, he's on a vacation right now. And he's like making me like Sarah, who I've, I've come to terms with him that like, I think she is kind of shaping up to be a legend. We can talk about her later if you want. Yeah. But the two of them being re- reunited, like is going seamlessly for me. Well, let's actually segue into Sarah because she had kind of a bigger move in this last vote out with Rob, where she was brought into Sophie's half an idol to make an idol um, plan. And then they were, it's, it was, it really looked like it was between Sarah, Sophie, or <coughs> one of it, like, nobody seemed clear on who was going to be going home on this last episode. So yes. what are your, th- I mean, you talked about Sarah, but what are you liking about her this time? Let's just, I'm going to build the case between now and the end of the season that Sarah actually might be one of the top five greatest players of all time. Because I think if you look at the preseason stuff, at least 10 people, because they, they do interviews with Dalton Ross with, the, with Entertainment Weekly, and he asks mm-hmm. them to hold a piece of paper and vote out the first person. Like, who would who are you gunning for the most? Who is the first person you don't want to work with? And like almost 10 people on the cast said Sarah. Like everyone came into the season so, so anti-Sarah one of which was Sophie. Oh, who then, interesting. I forgot who, who ends up giving her half of her idol. Like she is just so good at adapting socially. And like, you're seeing her really like being very clear with the fact that like, she's very aware of how she played both times before who she has to be, who she wants to be. But she also seems like she's kind of pleasant to be around. Like, I think she's a really smart, um, emotionally intelligent person. And I'm mm-hmm. really enjoying her navigate the, this world. Where, and I also think she's one of the all-time greats because if you think about it, she came into a season, she's the only one that voted Sandra out. And now she can say, she also voted Suri out in a way in that season. But mm-hmm. now she can also put Rob in her hat. Like Rob is the next feather of, of the Survivor audio, idols or all-time greats that she's voted out. Right. Um, Sarah, is, Sarah is tremendously impressive. And I'm, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised with how much I'm enjoying watching her. And I, I think that she is really proving herself to be one of the greats, in my opinion. What are your and, thoughts? I mean, she really didn't have a choice at this point in Yara to not work with Sophie. I think her back was up against the wall. And I don't think, I didn't see her not wanting to work with Sophie, but I mean, her other choices were Ben or Adam or Rob. And I just don't think she was into that idea. Yeah. So I, I don't know if that was, that seemed more like a Sophie genius move because Sophie could have earned a lot of uh, uh, what's the word like uh, 
Sophie could have really made a name for herself if she decided to work with the boys and give either Adam or Ben a piece of her idol and get Sarah out. And then she might've been able to been brought on to the next side for a little bit longer. I don't know. There's, there was a move that Sophie could have made. So Sarah, I think was lucky to kind of have that tiny little alliance with Sophie. Um, But yeah, Sarah's been, Sarah's been fantastic in the challenges and she's playing a better game than I, or not a better game, but just a more advanced game than what we've seen it. This, this season is just kind of a, everybody has really is at their peak. They are, they're doing what they have to do to stay in this game. And I haven't seen a person kind of withdraw or stop fighting for their name to not be written the entire season, which is it's refreshing that everybody wants this so badly. Yes, I agree. And even people like Amber, who you could argue like really didn't put much up much of a fight is still like in this game, having these incredible moments. She's a mother in her forties and like is doing, are doing these. And that's what I'm liking too, is that these are real people that are not just like 21 year old gym models like they're real people that are at the top of their game and pushing themselves even when they're not even in the game anymore. Yeah. Um, it's really, really, really good. I am curious as to what's going to go on with when alliances start coming onto the or, uh, edge of extinction. Like obviously Amber and Rob are going to pair up once he, once we see footage of him there and they know. So this is leading into my next point. Rob knows Tyson, which knows Kim, which knows Amber. So this is a tie that these people had outside of the game that mm-hmm. potentially hurt their game while playing Winners at War. So just some thoughts on that. Um, Kim, it was disturbing to see her scrambling for her life. And I think that was episode three or four. At some, at some point, she just was on the bottom. And it was a bizarre it was a bizarre look at to what could have happened on one world if she didn't feel so secure in her whole game. Yeah. But what do you think about this? Like outside influences, we can even talk about Wendell and Michelle's relationship and um, Nick having a crush on poverty. It's just outside forces that now these people are playing with each other. So how much are you thinking that's playing into what goes into a vote and how these people are playing their game? I respect that they're, I like that they're not beating around the bush so that they're not hiding it. I think that it's one thing if you could deny or try to hush hush it, but I think that they're owning it is really interesting. Um, I think it's what's, I find the most fascinating is, is what sticks and what doesn't. And that like Rob and Amber had this deficit from the beginning that they were obviously they're a married couple with four kids and they literally met on the show and went to the end together as a couple. But like to counter that, you people bring up this poker alliance that you was smart enough to think about, or you kind of just like you'll look at any excuse or any connection someone would have, and whether you're old school, new school, you're two girls, you've got an ex, you're X Y Z, you Sandra and Parvi have beef. Like you look for anything to connect someone, and I just curious to see which one sticks more. Um, so that's just been more of an observation. I'm I'm enjoying it personally because again, I know these people are all good players. So it just to me, it adds layers to the, the complexity. And I think it makes the fire tokens interesting because you can kind of guess how it's going to work. And I guess the only thing that would bother me is if it, it it starts to skew into like almost not favoritism, but an unfair advantage. But it hasn't gotten there yet. What are your thoughts? Right. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I like that the show is kind of break. Like they've even shown us footage of the poker game happening. So oh, it yeah. wasn't just we're, we're being seen versus being told, which I always appreciate. Um, it's always hard for me when shows talk about something that happened because you just need a visual aspect of it to be like oh okay they are chummy they are like they're like having fun at this poker game and i forget is it tyson who says like here it is right here if we ever play again like we're the winners or something 100 percent. this is the alliance and you're like they probably they probably said it never thinking that it would happen but when it but you can't go you can't unring the bell when you said it and like yeah adam's gonna bring that up because it's yeah, I don't blame him for that. Yeah, and then to, I, I didn't know that Michelle and Wendell had dated, so that's an interesting aspect where it's like, well, I wonder if he is... It, it seemed like it didn't end on great terms, so I'm wondering if they're going to vote separate just to spite each other out of the game, or if they're smart enough to work together because they know that they could help each other and they know each other so well in the game. So I just like that this... this uh, Instead of taking strangers, we're taking essentially friends and putting them in this situation where it really changes the game. I agree. I agree. And it's been, it's been fun to watch. And so far I haven't seen anyone. The only person that I've seen surprised me with how they've de- dealt with outside relationships was how upset Sandra was by Rob's not informing her that she was playing the game. He was playing the game. Mm-hmm. She was like, usually this doesn't bother me, but it really bothered me. And she's like, I, she had it out for Amber because of how Rob lied to her. But yeah. other than that, everyone seems to be pretty much like 
this is a game we get it we're cool but like we're gonna go balls to the wall and so it's fun that they're they're also personally connected but at the end of the day there seems to be a, a level of respect for like it's a game and like someone's gotta lose you know yeah well she can bring that up with him on edge of extinction when she's there next week yeah <laughs> if if uh the fable holds true to past experiences seriously fingers crossed it doesn't though she's still got that idol though so fingers crossed it won't happen yeah i don't and i don't think sandra's the type to be blindsided she just doesn't seem like she'd ever go out with anything in her pockets no i think the only thing that she would do i would not be surprised if sandra gets sent there and she's like all right i'm out i'm sick of this because she knows she's not winning anything mm-hmm. but <laughs> yeah i could see you like good luck i'm raising the flag <laughs> i'm going to outback deuces <laughs> yeah i heard they have an amazing uh Bone Fire in. up that T-bone. I, I want my 100K that you wrote me for being on a damn show. Cash by the time I get to my booth, I'm having a blooming onion and 16 margaritas. As long as it ain't me, it's just me. Adios. <laughs> so queen stays queen. Like, just, yeah. That's I, it. I, I feel like she does have so much to lose at this because she has to defend a title that she's made up herself and people really call her on. So I feel like yeah. it, it's it's for her it's a um it's a title too that she just wants to maintain so i think that she's not going to take let's say she doesn't go all the way to the end i think she's going to take it very hard oh yeah and you actually if you you you've watched some like some interviews of her postseason or you know preseason like after it's happened you can tell she's like a little battered and she's still trying to defend her title but i I get the impression she's a little a little butthurt that this season ever happened just because she now is technically not the only winner of two-time winner yeah well you know you got to share the title sometimes not all of us can be the queen can i wouldn't know but you know yeah yeah (laughs) um my really my last big point and then we can kind of devolve into whatever we want is um i in my experience and i'm trying to remember if this is actually true but i remember being interested is this the first time we went from two tribes to three no um this is actually this is actually a pretty it's like not i don't want to say a common theme but it's it's something that they've <laughs> you're like every season we've done this jay like <laughs> well, well, no 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 because they didn't do it last season and that's what i, I love that's one of the few things i loved about island of the Isles is that they didn't do this okay. i personally i hate this i hate this 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 dynamic that they do they started doing this in season 33 when it was gen x the adam one and okay. it, it, it kind of it kind of devolved and actually no, they did it once on second they did it second chance too and it's always been historically that you divide into three and then the third, the new tribe is just fucked royally. They have to make a new shelter. They start from scratch and it tends to result in them kind of like being the losing team. or getting decimated. Um, I don't like it. It doesn't seem like a fun thing for the players because you, you're the, the pool of being eliminated from is just completely, it's diminished in terms of like, you can go from a tribe of nine to five in a heartbeat. And that's just, that's way higher odds of going home. Right. And from a production standpoint, they can't love like having to make three of everything, like three challenges, three. It just, it's, it, I don't really see the appeal other than them trying to sell a new color buff, which is just odd, which I totally bought, but like, still, I, I, don't, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't love it. Do you, what are your thoughts on, on this twist? Uh, well, since I've missed it for <laughs> clearly, I'm not paying attention to the seasons I've seen, but um, it seems like they just try to shake it up to help some players that they think might be in trouble. But I think that we would get the same effect by just doing, sticking with the two tribes and just handing out new buffs. It it would shake it up enough to really mix up the game and make people scramble a little bit. And in my experience of watching the show, it's really only worked out a few times where essentially a huge part of the team, like let's say six out of seven are on the same team. I feel like that's only happened like once or maybe twice. But overall, it kind of makes it exciting and it kind of makes you form new relationships and see people you haven't seen interact before. Yes. So, But going into the three, it, it's like what you said. It seems like it'd be more um, challenging to come up with immunity challenges. And also, it seems like less camera time can be dedicated to each person. Right. Well, I do appreciate, though, that the on the Tribe Top episode last week, we did not have any Edge of Extinction. They, yeah. they gave us they gave us full storyline for every single every single tribe, which I really I, I'm glad and I'm thankful for that. But it's not always the case. And so, yeah, it's, I agree. It's, I, 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 yeah, and if you really if you're worried about saving a player that maybe like like I, if they really if they, the right time to do this, I thought would have been like. Maybe after Selle lost three tribals, you know, mm-hmm. but, but like maybe it's like, oh, maybe like we're going to lose everyone on this team. Like maybe now would be a good time to mix it up. Not, it just, it, it was very strange to me. Yeah. And I mean, poor Tyson <laughs> didn't get his real edge of extinction moment because now we're going to have Rob and somebody else, or well, I guess just Rob will be at the beginning of this episode, but Tyson didn't really get his introduction or his kind of tour of what edge of extinction is. Yeah. 
It's um, actually I, there, there, there's a vi- there is a video online if you get bored and quarantine. They do a the day after <laughs> arriving and you get Tyson's full moment. It's actually very funny, but on the oh, show I'm, you don't I'm, see it. I'm going to set up my own tribal my own um, challenges here during quarantine because I'm going to need something to do. <laughs> oh, fun! I'll send you some <laughs> yeah. my. Uh, I'll send you some of my like my attempts as well. Like, I need some buffs. <laughs> yeah, it's like clean your room challenge. Go get yeah. you want a challenge? Go get I mean, that Jasmine Masters video. Go get a job challenge. That's a challenge. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm trying to think of things to keep myself busy, which I'm I'm actually very happy that we have a new season because it kind of will eat up at least an hour and help me forget that I'm stuck in a you know in my um place and just it'll make me feel happy to see these people and you know it's it's a great time for the show to be on. It's a great time for the show to be on, um, and it's a great it's a great thing to binge. I might actually rewatch it from start if I really have to, but it's just it's still lovely. Oh. I'm kind of thinking I, that's not even a complaint, but something I've noticed. I feel like everybody is playing at their peak. That it is hard for producers and cameramen to keep up with what they want to show us because everybody is having something going on constantly. So yeah. I do want to go back and rewatch. Yeah, it'll be fun to rewatch now because I think we're I feel like we're just on the peak of the merge. Like I think we've got next week we saw where it's double double elimination. Mm-hmm. So I think we're gonna lose two more people. I would imagine by then they'll they'll do an edge challenge, bring someone back, and we'll merge. And this is right where I mean you, you saw what happened on the merge of um, Heroes Villains when things really just kind of went to blows. And so I think this is not even the calm before the storm, but I think it's a good time for me to, to catch up and reset and maybe notice stories or things that maybe might make more sense that we didn't notice later on in the, in the early stages, at least. Yeah. And I would like them to bring back somebody during the merge. So that way we can at least see their gameplay versus that time when they had the winner come back basically three days before the fi- the final vote. Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Someone oh. was like, Oh, does this mean Danny wins? Cause the guy who won that season was the third out. It's like, Oh Jesus. I hope not. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. we're gonna get. I, I, if it stays the, the same way it was before, we're gonna get someone come back at the merge like they did with Rick Devins, and then we'll get someone come back like final five. Fantastic! I like that. I'm hoping that that's what we have. So that's really all my talking points. Is there? I, I mean, it's a lot to cover. We just did. What is it? Six people we're missing now because we had that double premiere. So we're we're chugging on through. Is there anything that I missed that you really want to talk about, or is there anybody else that? Like we didn't really get into Jeremy just because he hasn't really exhibited any big moves or anything. But is there anybody else that you want to talk about or any challenges specifically? Yeah, honestly, no one. Um, nothing so far. I feel everyone is getting the exact. I mean, I'm I'm a little sad that we're not seeing more of Kim, but that gives me hope that this means that there's a lot more of Kim's game left. So everyone that I'm still holding out for, like you've mentioned, Jeremy, I think we're gonna we're gonna get them in 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 due time. And I, I think this is a really good spot for us to be grabbing it. It's it's been it's an awesome season. Uh, the only thing else I would really add so far is that I love, I love, you know, I love the music and the music's fun. I like pretending like I know what the people, like the men that like in these songs are saying. Yeah. We always like sit around my apartment. That's what, that's what we do during fucking outbreaks. We <laughs> make up what they're actually singing about when they're like going to vote. And it's how I keep myself interested, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's been great so far. I am very excited to see what happens. And I really hope this doesn't go to shit like it did last time. I agree. I can't imagine it would. I don't think they would do that to us again. Um, I I just want to follow up. Are you watching alone or do you watch with a group? I watch it- with my boyfriend. At, okay. At his, at his, yeah. Otherwise, okay. no, I, I don't tend to watch. And people don't usually watch the show with me. I know. I that's Well, that's why this podcast was born, is that yeah. you didn't have anybody to talk to. And I was like, I'm going to dip a toe back into the, the Fijian waters and see how I feel. And here I am. <laughs> Learning, learning Fijian. We've gone. I mean, I've I've learned. We've learned a lot. We've learned a lot about Survivor, about Applebee's, about Fijian yeah. language. It's just lovely. Yeah, I'm going to take my sele and my decal and <laughs> go out and face the world. <laughs> <laughs> go face the crowd. Yeah, I need Literal. to go pick up groceries. I'm going to, you know, just take those with me and hope hope for the best. Literally. Um, okay, well, if there's nothing else, then um, we will figure out another. I mean, now we've we might have some more time to maybe hop in a little sooner than five weeks. So we will yeah. keep you guys updated on when we're going to come back. Um, please let us know your thoughts on the new season, Survivors, uh, Winners at War. I'd love to hear who your guys' choices are now that we've had a few uh, votes under our belt. And um, yeah, tweet me or Evan, maybe. tweet us both. Yeah, we both, I mean, it's so fun to hear. And then uh, Evan, there's also an Australian survivor. Have you ever dipped a toe in that? So that was literally uh, it's total wavelength here. I was going to ask you this quickly before we left. I've not watched it, but I've, I've heard it is outstanding. I, um, but uh, where do I find I think, this? I need somebody to tell me where to find it. 
If you are listening and know how to find Australian Survivor, please tell us because I also cannot find it. And I, I'm one of those people that like I'll watch 20 minutes and be hooked, and, and like I, but I won't be able to find the whole season. And so I don't want to even start to get invested until I know I have it all in front of me. So if you guys know where you can find it, please let us know. We'll give you a shout out, whatever. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel I, like because I, I, like, yeah, I feel like Nermi Hada is going to know exactly because I believe Nomi is the one who's always, and I can't even imagine. Australian survivor because they're all so chill. When I went to Sydney and Melbourne, they're just like, um, hey, how you going? Like, I can't imagine them I, ever getting raised to a red. It seems so funny. Yeah, I got the impression that that's a lot of like, it's a very like, this, the emphasis of the, of that, of the show there is like, it's very physical. So it's always like, it's like contenders and champions, always like Olympians. So it'd be funny to see how they like deal in the, and uh, the more like traumatic aspects of it. But yeah, Nami or maybe like Rosie. I feel like we've got some we've got some great Australian listeners. If you guys can send us a link, I'd love to get some insight because I'll gab about that for days too. All right. Well now you guys have homework. So please tweet at us and we will see you next time on Survive Horror. Thank you, Evan. Yes. Jay, thank you so much. Stay safe guys and girls. You can follow Jay Ellis on Twitter at still underscore jealous. That's still underscore J E L L I S. On Instagram, you can follow him at don't underscore B underscore jealous. That's don't underscore B E underscore J E L L I S. You can follow Evan Ayers on Twitter at nobody cares. That's nobody C A Y R E S. And on Instagram at Evan M Ayers. That's E V A N M A Y R E S. Survive Her is an afterthought media podcast.